Greetings, Amigops, and Top Teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today is your co-host, Michael. He looks very good. His hair is, is kind of shiny in this light. He's wearing a, uh, a t-shirt from our old school, and it's making me uh, very happy. It's a good t-shirt. Now, as we do every week, we have a Top 10 list. We're actually not doing that at all this week. I think we have some kind of hybrid Top 15 list because we have three guests on this podcast, and they're here to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to their hearts. I will let them introduce themselves and the topic and the format for the whole shebang. Without further ado, what are we talking about? Thank you, Kyle, for that introduction. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's me, Dylan, yeah, friend of the pod, longtime listener, um, occasional guest. Um, <laughs> and we have two other guests with us, along with your, your lovely co-host, Michael. Um, I'll let the other two guests introduce themselves as well awesome so you have caroline aka carol aka fiance of the pod here um and i've also invited a very special guest who is a really big fan of top 10 km her name is also caroline this might get a little confusing which is why we may be referring to her as Seamer, a.k.a. Caroline Murray. Oh, wow. We gave away her full name already. Oh, I <laughs> forgot that that's kind of... <laughs> Damn, blown up her spot. That's not... <laughs> I think they would have figured it out. Whoops. Yeah. Sorry, bleep that out. No, I think they would have figured it out when we said Caroline and she goes by Seamer. Yeah. Like, I think they would have probably figured that yeah, out. Yeah, put two and two together. So, Seamer, do you want to introduce yourself by telling us how you know our yes, Caroline? Yes, I would love to. And then we want to hear, I want to hear your first day of work, like, weird fact. Give us your, like, what's my mm. weird fact? Oh, you just had to think of one. I did just have to think of know, one, but that was for a bridesmaid um, page. But it doesn't really relate to anything. Um, so, hello, everyone. I'm Seamer, as Carol just said. Um, so, I, Carol and I went to college together. We met freshman year at Fordham and been the Carols ever since. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a weird fact. I have two different colored eyes, which is kind of weird. Oh, I don't yeah. think I knew that. Like, what, I have one green and one brown. <laughs> Wow, that yeah. is cool. Um, so usually I say that, and then everyone stares at me in the room, and then my face yeah. gets really red, and that's just usually how that goes. <laughs> 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 but yes, definitely big lover of T-Swift. She's my idol. She can do no wrong in my eyes, so I'm very happy to be here. Oh, well then, right this is perfect. Tell us, this is tell us about the topic. What are we talking about? Yet. I just want to say, before you guys introduce the topic, <laughs> this was... A true consensus emergency topic. Yeah. Like, this was a true, the alarm was sounded, everybody agreed this needed to happen immediately. So, Seymour, what are we talking about? We're talking about the one and only Folklore album that was dropped July 24th. Big fans Mm -hmm. here. I think I actually texted Carol asking if Top 10 was going to talk about Folklore because... You did. That's why you're here today. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> I was like, yeah, and you should join. And it kind of spiraled from there, and I'm Amazing. really glad it did. Yeah. It was funny because, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I immediately said to Caroline, like, we're going to have to do a pod on this. And I think she said, I've already talked to Dylan. <laughs> yes. Because Dylan also texted, I think Dylan texted me the same day that. Seymour texted me, and I was like, okay, this just has to happen as soon as possible. we got to get this on the books. So here we are. 
Caroline was actually the first person to let me know this album was coming out. I was just minding my own business on the job oh. to work, and I got a, an Instagram <laughs> notification or a message from Caroline. Yeah. Well, that's a good Caroline opportunity. Caroline messaging me at Dill, 7 in the morning. Dill, so <laughs> I think as a lesser Taylor Swift fan, I can't claim to be like attuned to the T-Swift the news, but you guys didn't know this was coming, right? No, like, no This did. wasn't like your big planning, or, you know, around the big no. moments. This was a big quarantine that's, surprise, That's also right? kind of why it's this album is so magical. Yeah. Um, for a lot of other reasons that we'll dive into later, but mostly because, n- like, no one knew about it. Um, mm. Maybe some inside sources did, but... Surely not the general. Well, the public. rumor was that she was going to re-record just... all of her old songs this summer. Oh yeah, and then this mm. came out, and yeah. then my heart stopped. So, <laughs> <laughs> so many feels. Yeah, didn't so we just do yeah. this for a Taylor Swift album like not long ago at all? Like what? yeah, twenty nineteen. Last year, yeah, about yeah like, Lover and and some college football. <laughs> exactly. So we know college football this do, year. <laughs> do we know if she was just like, damn, I'm bored. Time to start writing and recording this new album or is yeah. this like she had some stuff in her like junk drawer and she was like, well, I'm bo-. like she did it all since that last album. We'll get into it a little bit <laughs> okay. talking about the album. You know what? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stop talking. You guys run it. <laughs> I think the real reason is she wanted to be mentioned on top 10 again, so she yeah. needed another album to do that. Taylor <laughs> well, Guess what? She succeeded. So, do you guys want to talk about what's a little bit different about the format here so we like introduce the actual kind of specific topic and how we're going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I'll 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 kind of describe it briefly we talked a little bit earlier today so instead of just one of us going through our top 10 and then the other two kind of chiming in here and there it's going to be a collaborative top 10 but it's also going to be kind of like a draft so (laughs) one of us more football and (laughs) (laughs) t-swift um so we all three of us me and the the two carolines came up with our own top 10 list and then we're going to take turns going through each pick and like say Seamer has my number what I ranked as number one and she rates it as number five I can no longer rate that song as one I have to find another song to go for the next number it it'll probably make more sense as we get into it yeah um, but that's kind of the gist of what we're going at here are we snake drafting how does it work no we're just gonna go in order <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question <laughs> It's a very this, good question. Is this an auction draft? Like, <laughs> you have hundred dollars. So, <laughs> so here's what I want to hear before we get into the actual ranking of the individual songs. I want everyone to give their this is a this is a ringer thing. Your tweet length review. I just want it's got to be like your quick zippy. What's your tweet length review? Seamer, go. <laughs> you got like two sentences for this. I feel like when I first listened to folklore. Oh my god! I mean, there's just so many feels. (laughs) I feel like this is her. She's had like three different genres, so I feel like this is her entering Mm -hmm. her third genre of music. Um, I think this is the most raw, most beautiful album she's ever written. Just because she did do do it in quarantine, Um, everyone's locked up, so everyone's going through the same thing. But the fact that she could write sixteen like storytelling, crazy beautiful songs in the matter of months and produce it and record it and give it to everyone was just insanely impressive. So that's like four tweets, and I'm really sorry about that. No, but that's... Well, I think they got rid of the character limits. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to build off that a little bit, because I think what's most impressive about this album is that most of the songs, I don't know the exact count, but they're not about her. And I feel like a lot of her previous songs have been about her and her relationships and her 
breakups and, you know, all of that. But in this album, she really embodied different characters Mm -hmm. and she told from their different perspectives. So you get a lot of different material and different lyrics that we've never seen before, which is really, really cool. Dill Pickles? Uh, I think you both summed it up perfectly. So I'm just going to say really quickly, again, the bridges slap in every single one of these songs. Every single one. You know how much um, I love a good bridge. Taylor's known right. for her bridges. From Taylor. Two, two, two more quick things. I'm sure we'll, I've got like 10 <laughs> items, just general comments that we'll get into at some point. Um, uh, one is I found over the past, like, I don't know how long we've had this album, a week or two. Like almost every day I've had another song on this album stuck in my head, but like unprompted. I was like, oh, this is this song's day to day. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then finally, Aaron Desner and Jack Antonoff are just very good at what they do. Totally agree. Retweet. Oh, I don't know if we're going to get into this later, but can we talk? This isn't really related to any of the songs. So can we chat about the people who she collaborated with to make this album real quick? (laughs) Let me and Kyle give our reviews and then let's do that. Okay, okay. go for Um, it, guys. So I'll give mine and then Kyle, you can have the final word on this. So my, I got a couple (laughs) feelings. One is... I think this is the album Maggie Rogers thought she was making when we did that list. Um, I think that this is T Swift's very, to me, this is very similar as a career move to Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska, where he's coming off of like this great success, really, really big sort of pop album that people had loved but then looking back we're like i'm not sure this was his best work and then totally stripped it down got back to his roots and did something great i think that the coolest thing for me about this album is that it felt very authentically like her voice even as she assumed different characters and so it felt like a really natural evolution of what she's done before but just so much better like a huge level up and the last thing that i really liked was I think because she kept her sounds so much simpler, it allowed her writing to really shine. And it also allowed the smaller flourishes to shine. Because I think, and this is no great insight, but like when you, you know, synth it up on an album, you miss out on the little things that make a great song great. And I think this album had that in spades. Kyle? Yeah, well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is... (laughs) This is an opinion from someone who doesn't have much of a history with Taylor Swift and who didn't listen to it like more than twice. And so I wish I wish that I had done both of those things, I guess, because like the way that you're talking about like her writing through the voice of like different characters totally lost on me, Un- entirely unclear. And I wish that I had listened more closely because that sounds cool from like a like a very high level review from me. I will just say that I can appreciate how much range she has. Like the fact that this is happening less than a year after her last album and it's the same artist is pretty incredible. And the fact that I enjoyed both of them is a testament to like her range. And that's impressive. But apart from like a couple of songs, I don't know if I would revisit this album. Okay. Maybe you will after this. Hot a little bit of a downer at the end of that. So Caroline, <laughs> Let's talk about the collabs. Okay, so in terms of collabs, she's had a couple of people co-write and produce for her on this album. So one is Bon Iver, a.k.a. Justin Vernon, who collabed on the song Exile. Love so that's, Bon Iver, my That's one. Band. He's one of my 
my idols. I love him very much. So that's one. Two is Jack Antonoff, who um, is the lead singer of The Bleachers. He's helped produce so many, like, pop singer songs. So he's helped her on a lot of previous songs. Lord, um, I'm drawing a blank on others, but he's very well known in the industry as a producer. Um, Aaron Dessner, who is the singer, lead singer of The National. So also a very well-known uh, singer, songwriter, producer. And then the last one is a man named William Bowery, who has credits on the songs Betty and Exile on this album. And after a quick Google and Google search of like, who the heck is William Bowery? No one seems to know. He is this random dude who has like no Google search results at all so there's a lot of speculation on whether that is a like fake name for one of her friends or um family members or joe alwyn who is her current boyfriend there's there's a lot of speculation around that so that's kind of a big mystery which is pretty cool because we'll get into the list but those are two pretty big songs at least on mine (laughs) so good (laughs) yeah I don't know if anyone else has anything else to add to that. Uh, the only other comment I would make, and Caroline, I completely agree with you. I think I saw the same rumor that it was Joe Alwyn. Um, and I think that's kind of cool that he's using a pseudonym. Um, I did read somewhere that people are thinking that Taylor Swift made Reputation on purpose, just so that people would be shouting for kind of a stripped down album that was a little less overproduced. Hmm. Yeah, that's and very just, interesting. And that it just showed a lot of patience on her part to wait two years, come out with Lover, and then come out with this album. Um, so just have have that confidence that, I have no idea if that's true or not, but just have the confidence to like just stick to what your plan is and come out with what I think are two phenomenal albums um, after Reputation. Wow. Uh, that was quite a long game. Yeah. Well, I want to take it back not to the, the Bruce game, comment no. I made earlier, which is that I think Taylor Swift has been through a similar sort of career um, like a, a recent past few years of her career. So Bruce Springsteen writes uh, Born to Run, which is, you know, the biggest album of that, you know, the mid 70s. And then he gets into a, rec- a dispute with Columbia Records and doesn't write another album for three years and then comes out with Darkness on the Edge of Town, which couldn't be more different from Born to Run. And I think Taylor Swift threw all of that stuff with whatever that yeah, jackass is. Scooter Braun. Um, Scooter, yeah, Scooter yeah. Braun. After all that crap, I just feel like your space. I know it's hard. It's hard to see how that wouldn't change a person's perspective and make them a little more cynical. And I think in all the best ways, it's clear that that experience impacted. Well, I feel like her last album, Lover, was kind of a compilation of like all of her past albums. Like she had a little bit of Fearless, a little bit of Country, a little bit of 1989 Red. And I feel like folklore is kind of entering her like adult life and like a more mature outlook on her life, which I think is going to be a whole different experience for her and her fans. Cause I don't think any of her fans were going to think that she'd be dropping an indie folk album in the middle of quarantine when we all needed like a pump up, like pop, like crazy song. But I think this hit her fans in a different way, but a even better way. Yeah, and I do think it's interesting. Kyle and I talked about this in the context of Harry Styles, but it's just interesting when you think about historically how people fit into sort of the pantheon of artists and how if theoretically we get a 10-year run of Taylor Swift writing albums of this quality and of this genre, 
our kids are going to know her probably very differently than we do, because I think we naturally, like you guys were saying earlier, are reacting to everything we know about her as an artist in hearing this. And part of why this was so great was that it was a surprise and it's so different. But it will be funny if she becomes like our country bard and suddenly like our children hear her as that. And then we tell them, oh, she wrote, you know, all that stuff she wrote at the beginning. And they'll be like, what? She she started off doing 17 and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to get into the list? Let's yeah, do it. let's get into yeah, it. We should. So, Dylan, I am understanding the format, but I would like you to lead it because I feel like you're the the artiste behind what's happening okay. here. Okay. You're the project I, I can, manager. I can, I can do that. I think Seymour should start with number 10 because if I did my math right, she would then have number one. And Ooh. since what a gentleman. this is her first, wow. is her first, first time on the pod, I think uh, I'm she should so do that. Good I hope I my math Dylan, right. My God, Dylan. Or else I'm going to look like a jerk. <laughs> I'm so honored. Wow. That's this beautiful. is incredible. What a great, great night. Okay. What a guy. <laughs> yeah, what a guy. What a night. All right. Um, I'm Dylan. Well, oh, what a uh, Wow. So, <laughs> I, okay, I'm just going to start. My number 10. So we're starting at 10. Was my yeah. tears ricochet? Oh, okay. Okay, is that All a right. oh, okay good or a oh interesting? I, it's so ha- then little, how do we rebut? Yeah, so we can like Caroline can or Seymour <laughs> can talk about the song a little bit, okay. and then we could say like oh we had it a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but maybe okay. not give away exactly where we had it. Okay. On so our list. Okay. gotcha. Okay, is that makes sense. Number ten. This is number okay. ten. So yep. the song opens up with like a little bit of a choir. And I'm a sucker for a choir, so I was already, like, getting into it, pretty much. <laughs> um, and then I, when I was listening more and more to the song, the bridge in this song kind of re- reminded me of Delicate from Reputation, uh, mm, which is one of song. my favorite songs well, on yeah. the Reputation album. So I really loved that part of the song. Um, kind of getting into it, I felt like this song was almost about her relationship with, like, her album labels, like we just talked about, like, the whole Scooter Braun situation. Um, like she had such a stadium power ballad bridge in a way, which I was like, wow, this song, like I just kept listening to it over and over again. I'm like, this is a pretty great song, but also kind of a song where like, I, if I listened to it too much, I would get sad in a way. Uh, but also interesting enough, this was the first song she wrote on the album and it was like written completely by herself. Um, so I think, yeah, isn't wow. that interesting? I like, I did not know that. Yeah. That's so. Awesome. It was. I, it had to be in my top ten. There was others that I appreciated more, but I still love this song. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Caroline. No, that's okay. I was just gonna say, I d- it was in my top ten as well. A little bit um, more towards the top, but that's okay. Um, one of my takeaways from researching the lyrics is that it's the narrator is writing from the dead. That's like what the internet is wow. telling me. And I don't know if I completely yeah. agree. Dylan, do you, yeah. you're, you're nodding. Do you have an insight? <laughs> yeah, so she, I, I forget the exact lyrics, but it says something along the lines of, why are you crying at my funeral? It's like, I think it's, and if I'm lines. dead to you, then why are you at and my wake? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. I that's will just say, I, so that's kind of a nonsense lyric, <laughs> because <laughs> if you're if I'm dead to you, why are you at my wake? That's the only time you go to somebody's wake. It's a little bit of a nonsense lyrics. Do you still like the song? Touche. Well, if Dylan, she... if you were dead to me, 
I would definitely attend your wake. Touche, touche. No, 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 Mike. It's more su- it's more subtle than that. Okay. It's dead to me with never you you wouldn't get it. I don't get it. Okay. You guys keep going. Um yeah, that was actually the only note that I had was that it was just kind of an interesting viewpoint that she was telling the story of the song from Beyond the Grave. Um I actually had it a little bit lower. Um I completely agree with everything that you were saying. I think it's a really um, well-written song and a little bit different. Um, and I really like the, the choir start too. Love a good choir. Um, they're just, I think there are more songs on this list that I think I enjoyed yeah. a little bit more, but it, it wasn't mm-hmm. that far off number 10. Cool. So I was right. I want to levy I, one criticism of this album because I've been so overwhelmingly positive and rightly so. But my only criticism is I do think a couple of songs and not even necessarily for the whole song, but just at times it felt a little too concept albumy, where she was trying on a particular hat and you could sort of feel it a little bit. I, I felt like, um, and I maybe I'll mention a specific song or two when we get to them, but I did think this song at times sort of felt that way. It was like she's trying to write a song about something rather than just writing a song. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it. I think there yeah. are a few songs specifically that they string a story yeah. to, but I'm sure we'll get into it. <laughs> I like this song a lot. It reminded me of um, that song in the second half of Hamilton, where it's really, or it's uh, it's really sad. I think it's Burn. called Downtown oh. with the choir. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> and, no not, th- not that. Thank downtown. you. <laughs> it, it also reminded me of um, Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. Great song. Because it builds like yeah. The, the beginning is, like, very pared down. And by the end, there's a lot going on, which is, like, that's kind of how Chasing Cars goes, too. I I, I really like this song. I had it near the top of my own personal list. Oh, stupid class? <laughs> awesome. All right. I like it. All right. All right, so whose draft pick is this now? Caroline's or Dylan's? Caroline, you can go. All right. Let me do that. Number nine. Um, okay, so for number nine, this is This is this an is upset tough for pick. Me. Wow. Yeah. So... I think I originally had it higher on my list, and as I kept listening to the album, I kept moving it down. But number nine for me is Cardigan. Wow. Um, so, it's not my favorite to listen to, per se. I I really like this song, but it's not the song on the album that I'm just going to put on because I really want to listen to a good song. I, After some research, I've realized that this is one of three songs that is the teenage love triangle which i'm sure you guys are all nodding so you know what i'm talking about so i'll brief the audience um so taylor specifies that she wrote three songs on this album from different point of views of a love triangle that being cardigan well do you want me to spoil it now go for it wait? okay yeah, so spoil cardigan... it. i know the songs but you just say them. <laughs> yeah you okay, just say great. it out loud Cardigan, August, and Betty are the three love triangle songs. And Cardigan is the song that is um, from the perspective of Betty. So it's really interesting. She's kind of looking back on this intense relationship that she's had. Um, She says that, you know, she was inspired by the image of a cardigan that bears the scent of loss 20 years later. Um, An interesting thing for me. Well, A, I love cardigans. So that's that was that hit home. (laughs) B, um, my all-time favorite Taylor Swift song is All Too Well. And there's a line in that song where she talks about her scarf. 
It's like it's uh, and you keep that old scarf from that very first. That's week. the best bridge of that. It reminds song. you of innocence, and it smells yeah, exactly, and it smells like me. And that the like just I don't know the comparison between the cardigan and the scarf was just too much for me to handle, and I really liked it. So big fan of cardigan and the meaning behind it, but again, not a song that I'm just gonna like put on because I really enjoy listening to it. If that makes sense, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cardigan yeah. was a little bit lower on my list. Wow. Um, Interesting. I felt like it was a little bit, like, it's the, all about the love triangle, and I felt like it was a little bit immature in a way. Like, this album is so mm-hmm. mature and so adult and so off-brand from what Taylor actually is, has always done in the past that it kind of reminded me of, like, her past albums in a bit, in a way. So I liked it. Like, I can listen to it, and it's good song overall but um it wasn't anywhere near my top um and there's a line in cardigan and it's like sequin smile black lipstick and on her reputation album cover she's wearing black lipstick so everybody was like comparing like her cardigan to that and i was like "Mm, i don't really get why that's a comparison like it's not really making sense to me like the song's okay and i think cardigan was also her first music video for this album and usually when taylor like drops her first music video for any album i never like that song it's like never towards my top like lover it was me Mm -hmm. and like me just wasn't like oh yeah i I don't know yeah yeah see thumbs thumbs down down. for more on lover (laughs) (laughs) um I completely agree with everything you're saying. I actually had it, well, I had it at eight. I'm about to do eight. So I think of another eight, but very close to nine, a little bit lower on the list overall. Um, and I agree with everything you're saying. It was also a bit of a cash grab. Um, I don't know if you saw they're selling that I did see folklore that. Yep. cardigan now. Um, so I'm sure she's making a bunch of This is the equivalent merch. of Robert Downey Jr. showing up to Avengers Tower in an Audi. <laughs> the big cardigan (laughs) i do think this (laughs) i do think this song is important to the album though because i think i feel like it was important not to have this this album feel totally disconnected and separate from what she's done before and so i liked those moments when she called back to her earlier artistry and things where you felt the connective tissue so i was i think Overall, I agree with where you guys are placing this song, but I think it it's more important than it is good, if that makes sense. I, yeah. I agree with that, because the, the other two songs that go with it, you can't have all three. Oh, You can't have, yeah, you need to have all three. You can't just have yeah. two or just one of them. And I think at least one of the other ones is one of the better songs on this list. Yeah. And so. I also think that it, it's like an important gesture of her growth, is that I think part of what started to get grading as she kind of, for me at least, as she hit sort of the middle part of the last, you know, whatever, 10 years, is that I think she was so one-sided, understandably, like we all have our own perspective, but I think she got sort of myopic in her writing, where it was like cute and interesting when she was 18 and writing kind of, you know, from that perspective. But as she got a little bit older and was just writing about these big feuds from her own perspective, I think it got a little... um it got a little limited, and I think this was a, a like a symbolic gesture of her expanding that perspective. Mm-hmm. Are there two Seymours? What's happening? I don't know what happened. Something <laughs> just happened to my Google Hangout, but 
We're back. Caroline esque okay. Seamer, something only Seamer would know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we've been Russian. Three Seamers. Or Carol's. Which is the best Taylor Swift album? <laughs> I'm gonna try to remove fake Seamer from the call and yeah, see what happens. Yeah, this is so weird. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. That was so, cool. yeah. so strange. Yeah. Must have been my ghost Seamer <laughs> since I'm in a church, and it just like came. Oh <laughs> shit! It's the anti. For everyone listening on the pod, um, there's a tornado happened yesterday, so there's no power in Connecticut. So I came. My dad works for the church. Um, so I came to his office and it's, it's a little gothic in here. like the album, not to, not lying. So I feel like it's very appropriate like perfect for, for talking about the folklore album. <laughs> <laughs> if only it were fall and the leaves were changing colors at the same time. And I had a cardigan. On. And you had a cardigan. On. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, uh, are we, are we good on cardigan? We're okay. good. All right, I'll go to number eight. I gotta find another new number eight. Uh, so now I've got uh, for number eight, I have peace. Mm, okay. Did did I? Did I you had also peace have for it, number eight Eddie? as well. Wow. So I technically had it seven, but that's all right. <laughs> um, so I, the I don't know too much about the lyrics or the story behind this song, but the reason I put it here, um, I thought the I thought. Her, her actual voice, her actual ability, like singing ability, really stands out in this song. I really like the music in the background, too. At the very beginning, it kind of reminds me of the Bon Iver song, Holy Fields, a little bit. It's got like the it's got like the synthesizer to start, and it really felt like she kind of leaned into the whole <laughs> Bon Iver kind of indie type album on this one song specifically. And then there was a bunch of guitar strumming throughout the whole song in the background while she was coming in with the strong vocals, and... I just, it's one of those songs where you're listening through the album, you're not really thinking about it too much, and then you stop, and you're like, wow, this is a really, really well-written and really well-put-together song. That's a great comp, Dill, because I have a, a playlist that I add to as I go called Soothing Songs, and the kinds of songs I add to this playlist are mostly soothing, and <laughs> like, I would... I would never put a Bon Iver song on my, like, jams playlist, but like, all of his music is on my Soothing Songs playlist. And this is one of the songs from this album that I put onto that playlist. I think that's a great comment. Wow. Um, that's a good pick. Yeah, thanks. Caroline's, I don't know. Carol, do you want to... No, I, I really like this song. I had it at number 13, um, which is a little bit low, but I am. it's not because I don't like it. It's just because I like other songs more. Um, Dylan, I actually thought of you as I placed this on my list because I think it had a, a very similar, like, R&B, almost jazzy vibe to it, which is very similar to False God. That was Lover, my comment on this song. Which <laughs> I remember <laughs> kind of debating False God with you on the last pod because yeah. I had it way higher than you did. So it seems like we might have flip-flopped a little bit. <laughs> Swung in the other direction. <laughs> so when I was, that is a good I was doing research yeah. for this song and people were comparing it to... Um, her relationship with Kanye and that whole situation because there's um, I don't know if you guys watch the music video for peace, but in the music video um, there's a line in the song called, but there's robbers to the East and clowns to the West. Yeah. And <laughs> the East is lowercase, but the West 
in the music video, you can see it is capitalized. So everyone on Twitter was like, this is about Kanye. And I was... (laughs) We need to get the X... Can we... Kyle, do we have it in our budget to license the X-Files music? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the Twitterverse was going crazy. uh, I was like, wow, like, this could be... Like, is it her finding peace with the whole Kanye situation or what? But I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. I hadn't heard that. up. I feel like Seamer, like, we can see what's behind her. I feel like what's right in front of her on the opposite is one of those, like, giant um, oh, like, yeah. pushpin boards with yarn. Like, Kanye? Cardigans! Guys, I probably should have taken a vacation day from work today because all I did was listen to Taylor and research and have my ideas. Like, I was so involved today. It was it was bad. That's I can amazing. attest to that. She's started texting me at like noon asking me like oh so what's the format what do i need to be doing have you listened to this have you heard this i'm like okay let's see it for the pod first of all <laughs> oh man that's great yeah yeah awesome cool. yeah so that's eight so where, where do we go now well you guys are running the show uh but this is normally when mike and i would do the not top three do okay. you guys even do it? How does this how does this work with a not top three? So if at all. I think we just ranked it ranked there there's no three bad songs. We have sixteen phenomenal songs. Right <laughs> We're just gonna go and list the, the three less phenomenal songs on the album. <laughs> the, the the three least phenomenal three. Q. So I guess it's Seamer's turn. I guess we'll do we'll go fourteen, fifteen, and so then fourteen 16, if that works for everybody. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this actually plays into the draft. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so this song, these songs this has can no stakes. longer be used. These songs can no longer be used on like Whoa. one through seven. Oh my seven. god, oh, that's stressful. <laughs> Super here. stressful. I hope we're all on the I same like page. I like this format. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. So. Did we do a hundred? Consider the wheel wrong? reinvented. <laughs> so do I say my fourteen? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So my fourteen was cardigan. Um, so I have to. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, so say your fifteen. Say my fifteen. You have to pick a new. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. fifteen was epiphany. Okay. Oh, my fifteen was epiphany. Oh, oh, oh no, my uh, in sync. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. All right. It's almost like you've all had a. <laughs> Never mind. So this is technically fourteen, oh, well, though. I guess. Right? But, yeah. you know, yeah. okay. same thing. Yeah. Same. But, yeah, yeah. Logistics. Yeah, that's right. Wait, can I make a comment on Epiphany <laughs> yeah, yeah, real yeah, quick? So I, I had Epiphany in my top ten. And mainly because of its commentary on what's happening in the world right now. So there are some really beautiful lyrics about um, COVID, which is really weird. Um, she doesn't actually say it, but there's some lyrics about how, like... <laughs> uh, Med school doesn't I have lots of lyrics, but it's like they don't teach you this in med school, hugging or touching through plastic gloves mm-hmm. or something, but much more eloquently than I just said, um, which I thought was really cool because this is very clearly a pretty important moment in our in history. And I think we'll remember this time well into the future. And I think this is the first song that's really come out about what's happening. And even though it doesn't come Whoa, out blatantly. Hold on. Hold on. 
What? What about bitch? You got coronavirus. <laughs> oh, bitch, you got coronavirus. <laughs> Second. Sorry. Time. Second. Bitch, time you, got, come bitch you got coronavirus is number one. How many times have you sung that song to a me? A lot. Every time I sniffle, you sing that? "Bitch, you got coronavirus" to me. Smooth girl, you stank. Take a bath. Soldier boy. So that's just that's all the comments I had on Epiphany. That was actually my number ten. So it's really not, not too far. That deep into my not too deep I, I into getting, my top ten, but I was getting heavy Sarah yeah. McLaughlin vibes on that song, which I was not. I'm not a huge Sarah McLaughlin fan, so that's why yeah. I no, I mean, oh, you hate puppies. I just thought it kind <laughs> yes. of reminded me. I feel like I always compare something to Lover, and I'm really sorry about that. But I'm also on Lover Feels from 2019. Um, it kind of reminded me. <laughs> of, it's why. nice to have a friend, and I hated that song. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so re- yeah, really? I actually like you do. You like that song? I do. It was I actually had a note here that that is one of the few songs on Lover that could probably be fit. Well, on yeah, I feel album. like it has those types of vibes, but I still don't really like, like that song. song. <laughs> um, I just didn't like. I never went back to it when I was listening to it. Like it, I always skipped over it, or I was like, eh, like not really into it. So did not make. Yeah, I. I th- I actually don't think it was in our top 10, but again, there wasn't a bad song. <laughs> <all> <laughs> actually, but. Dale, I want to say I like that game phenomenal. you're playing um, because I enjoy that game with my favorite artists. Like, how does this fit into a different album? Like, could this go on to this album? When do I think they wrote it? Like, I think that's really fun. Um, and it becomes more fun, I think, as the, the artist branches out into new mm-hmm. genres. And that'll be cool to sort of play like the... Uh, I'm trying to think of the game, but like where you have to make one connection from each album into the next. And it would be cool to follow, like trace Tim McGraw to get to, you know, <laughs> this album. Hmm. I'll trace Tim McGraw any day. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. awesome. So who's up? 15. Caroline. Caroline <laughs> which, which number not, am I? Not Seamer, Caroline. You're at 15. My 15 was Hoax. That was my 16. (laughs) Okay. Okay, excellent. All right, man, we are on the same wavelength right now. Isn't Hoax the last song on the album, too? Yes. It is. Yeah, so it's kind of disappointing. I feel like she needs to close with a banger. So, did you guys listen to the 17th song? No, no, it's not out not. yet. Oh, well, if you if you Is bought like the deluxe, <laughs> I didn't buy the deluxe. It's on order. Not saying she did. Yeah. She bought the "I'm Rich Bitch" app that costs a hundred bucks. And just says I'm rich bitch. Well, I didn't buy the deluxe, but I was researching today, and someone said the same thing. Like hoax just doesn't sound like the end of the album, but the seventeenth song, "The Lakes," really closes out the album. Um, so. Okay. Mm. Have people heard it yet? If they bought like this deluxe uh, vinyl oh. thingy, I guess they have, but I have not. It's on order. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm getting vinyl. <laughs> 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 at, the, at the speed of Amazon. <laughs> All right. So what's number 16, Dale? Ooh. So that was my 16, and then Epiphany was my 15. And so I feel like 14? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss someone off with this one. I can feel it. Number 14, oh. I have illicit affairs. Interesting. That wasn't in my top ten. That was one of the ones that I thought was trying too hard. I still liked it, though. I actually, I I think it was, like, trying to be about illicit affairs. (laughs) 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 Title, like, at its word. And it felt, like, a little bit too much. I still liked it, but it was a little Mm -hmm. much for me. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's a little it's it's kind of on the racier side for Taylor yeah. Swift yeah. songs. I think a lot of songs in this album are. I also think Patrick this song Kane. has has a phenomenal. Oh, don't, don't, I was hoping we made it through <laughs> this podcast without hearing Patrick Kane's name. <laughs> um, anyway, I also thought that song uh, Elicita Ferris has a great bridge. Um, it's it's. I mean, I'm, I could say a little it's bit about any song. one of the songs, but I mean, you're like you're listening, you're listening to the song, you're like, ah, all right, and then the bridge hits, and you're like, wow, this this is Taylor Swift. So I, it's just it, it's one of my least favorite songs in the album, but I still think it's it's pretty good. I think Epiphany. I'm gonna get hate. That was my number two. Whoa. So I oh, no. I don't think you're crazy though. Like uh, I said, I felt like it was trying too hard, but I think if I hadn't been bothered yeah. by that and just had like accepted it for what it was, I think I would have So liked I feel it like like the album is indie folk and I felt like this was like a true folk song. Like if I was doing this top 10 list based off of like what she was trying to accomplish with this album, mm-hmm. it, it Ex- like yes, this exactly. is a very good song and also like that bridge like the bridge makes up for the rest of the song being like, eh. <laughs> like, I like look at this godforsaken mess that you made me. You show me the colors. You can. I. It, it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, I have like goosebumps just like thinking about it. Like, I like have that bridge yeah. stuck in my head whenever I'm like bored or like, oh, I just have it in my head. So that's why it was my number two. Mm. Million little times, Kyle. <laughs> but I guess does it make in the draft? Don't, like, don't what does that make it at? Is it at? That makes it. Oh, that makes no. it sixteen. Damn. It's okay. It's okay. Oof. I'm, I'm it's okay. sorry, Seymour. I've just been knocked down a couple <laughs> pegs in your book. That's we were doing so well. That's we were on the same wavelength. And we were. You suck, dude. Let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it wow, going. That's the first sorry. big upset we've had so far. <laughs> All right, so, so we're back to the list, kids. Yeah. Number seven. Uh, that Number means seven. it is Seymour's turn, I think it's right? me. That's right. Um, so I think Carol might not agree with me on this one. My number, <laughs> my number seven was Exile. Oh, Zan. Kyle, what, is, what? That was my that was number, your number two. two? Shots. <laughs> Five. Five. Your number one that me. was your number, number two. two. I'm so, oh, yeah. God. I mean. This is her, this is her revenge for what you I guys know, this, just did. Okay, well. It wasn't a fair. I know, seriously. Well, I think I've heard I feel like if we, if we really debrief <laughs> this, like it's because ending. I love yes. Bonnie Bear so much. And I feel like if you don't have that much of a connection to him, then this might. It's a little bit of a cheat. Like, it's, yeah. it's like saying oh, yeah. my favorite song from the Jermaine Dupri album, Welcome to Atlanta, is Welcome yeah, to like, Atlanta. Yeah, like, I felt like everyone. Ludacris carries that song. I felt like everyone that listened to this song was going to be like, wow, this is going to be like a top song because, like, everybody loved this collab. And it was a great collab. But I don't know. Like, it was a great song, but I found other songs that I just, like, kind of felt more, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. That's, I mean, I thought them, um, collabing on this, like, there's one, I forget what the verse is, but it's like, oh, I have to, whatever. The verse is like incredible. They both just like sink into the same melody at the exact same time. And I'm like, wow, like, that was beautiful. Um, I also looked it up on this song and kind of like we're doing now, Taylor recorded this in LA and the rest was recorded in like Wisconsin, I guess. And, yeah, and I guess, like, it kind of makes, like, I feel like the song was, like, kind of about, like, the distance between two people, and, like, that's what they were when they were recording it, so, like, that's pretty cool, but that's, that's all she wrote. 
I had, yeah, like I said, I had a number two because I'm a huge Bonnie Bear fan. My notes for this song was, quote unquote, no comment, just obsessed with Bonnie Bear. <laughs> that's the exact, <laughs> See, that's so, the problem. Exactly. The right, that's yeah. the problem. I, there's really nothing, like, I feel like other songs have way more of a backstory going for it, much more, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Easter eggs hidden in there. This song I just really liked because of the song and for no other reason. So, I understand why it's yep. why it's not ranked as high on your yep. in your uh, book. I agree completely, Caroline. I, I stuck this at number one initially, mostly because again, I love Bon Iver, and I actually thought it was a very good collaboration. Again, um, it picks up more toward the second half of the song once the bridge does hit. But um, yeah, where they overlay their vocals toward the end, I think it's awesome, and you get the. You get Justin Vernon shouting yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the song in such a Bon Iver way, which I, I love. I think it's perfect. And you don't really get to hear Justin Vernon's true voice very often. So right. this is I really liked times. that. That was yeah. a cool revelation for me as a yeah. casual Bon Iver fan to actually <laughs> yeah. hear his real voice. Because it yeah. was so much better than I thought it was going to be and contrasted so nicely with her voice. Yep, I completely agree. And it felt a lot like... Um, Caroline, have you ever heard of the Big Red Machine? Clifford. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. It's the, the collaboration <laughs> between Aaron Desner and Justin Vernon. Yep. Um, it sounded like a Big, Big Red Machine song, to be honest. Yes. You can tell that both of them had a lot of influence on this album. They're actually mm-hmm. named after the Reds, the Big Red Machine. Okay, Aaron that's, Desner, yeah. in Cincinnati. that's Kyle and I were just pantomiming that at each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it kind of had that feeling, and I'm... I just kind of started listening to them and uh, I'm just a, just a big bone of bear song. So I think it was slightly inflated, uh, but I completely understand Seymour where, where you're coming from. So yeah. I'm curious to see where you have <laughs> the rest of your time. I'm trying to make a bony bear boner joke and I'm not, can't quite get there. Yeah. You'll get there. I can't quite get there. It. I'll come back at like number three. Yeah. <laughs> what's, so, yeah. what's a boat? What happens to bony bear when they take out his IV? <laughs> all right that's good i don't get it his bony right. bear without the iv is b-o-n that's good that's good on the, on the spot people this is this is why i have <laughs> my own podcast wow right <laughs> anyways uh number six number six who's up it's me so number six i had um the last great american dynasty that was my number six. My least oh, favorite really? song we on the album. On the same page. This is my this is my number sixteen. Wow, whatever. that is crazy. That was okay, my number so, four. So, I like this song so much because I think this is her storytelling like to the extreme. It's the backstory is that she researched the previous owner of the house that she owns in Rhode Island, and this song is about um, the woman who owned it, which I thought was just really cool. Um, the story progresses and also draws parallels between her and Rebecca, who's the woman who owned the house. Um, and I just think it's a really catchy, boppy song. I don't know. I, it's, it's different than a lot of the other songs in this album. It's definitely the most poppy, I think. Um, but big fan. I really liked it. Anyone else? One note on this song. My only note. Great use of the word gouch. <laughs> yeah. Really impressive stuff from Taylor. Was not expecting a gouch usage in this song. She rhymed gouch with loud, I think, though. So yeah. it's a bit of a stretch, but 
what, still great. You don't whatever. get to see that very often. And that has been Kyle's note. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really like this song, too. Uh, and I think you hit hit the nail on the head. I think there are kind of some funny stories kind of told in the middle there. Fill in the pool with champagne, dying her neighbor's dog green. And she kind of like, like you said, drawing the parallels, like she's now Rebecca Harkness, like terrorizing the town with the live parties and dying dogs green. So um, just kind of a kind of a fun song. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a bop. Um, there was like another song that I thought was a little bit of a bop. So that's why I put it more towards my top. Um, I just thought it was fun and it was pretty interesting. This was like one of the songs that she told the story of somebody else, like so like in a fun way and not like a dark way. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And when I Googled this song, so this song's about like obviously the Rhode Island house. Um, it seems like she only used, she used the word marvelous in this song and one of the parts of the songs. And the only other time she's ever used the word marvelous was in the song begin again, uh, which is, no, or starlight. starlight, starlight, sorry. And that's the other song that was written about, Connor Kennedy and they go, went to the Rhode Island house. So I thought that was a little bit of an Easter egg in there. So I thought that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next yeah, number, kids. Great. <laughs> Moving along. All right. Number five. Uh, at number five, I have the one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to assume that you both had it lower. No, I had it higher. Really? Oh, oh wow. Uh-huh. I had it. At um, my, so I really. I just sorry, had it at number nine, um, but still in my top ten. So, yeah. So I I think this one is kind of is a little bit more different than most of the other songs in this album. It's a little less folky, I feel like, than the other songs in this album. But it's kind of like the transition from her previous album mm-hmm. to this one, and it's a lot like um, the very first song on Lover, which was um, what was the first song on Lover. I can't think of it off the top of my head, which is sad. But we said the same thing, that it was like the transition from reputation to lover was whatever. The, you, you got it. I forgot you existed. We forgot this song existed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. connection. I mean, within within 16 <laughs> seconds of the song starting, she says she, she's on her new shit, which is awesome for Taylor to curse. Yes. Yeah. yes. So that was going to be my so major comment is like, so I obviously started listening to this album and this was the first song on the album that I listened to. Cause it's number one. And the fact that the first line just says, I'm on some new shit. It's just like, bam, like it's this a declaration. Is, it's a declaration intent. that this yeah. is a different Taylor than you're used True. to. She's going to, she's going to curse now. She's got some new material for us. I just thought it was really cool. I also love, um, the lyric roaring or, uh, Roaring twenties, throwing pennies in the pool. I just think that's really cool. It paints a really cool visual because I think like the Roaring Twenties have a double meaning between like her crazy years in her twenties and just kind of like painting that picture of the nineteen twenties, like you know, um, yes, really elaborate yeah. parties and you know stuff like that. So I thought that was yeah. Cool. They going to your Gatsby reference. They <laughs> the Twitterverse. Um, connected that line, Roaring Twenties, Tossing Pennies in the Pool, to the song, This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things from Reputation. Because there's the whole line where it's like, it was uh, nice throwing big parties, jumping into the pool from the balcony, feeling so gapsy for that whole year. 
So connecting hmm. again. Taylor did it again, as we know. I think <laughs> what I liked about this song, so I would have had this as my number two. I think that this is the best pop song on the album. Yeah. And I think it's it reminds me a little bit of um, uh, Shallow from... Um, Star is Born in that it's an unconventional pop song, but it's a pop song for mm. sure. And I like that. Like, I think it's structured a little bit differently as a guy who knows nothing about music. You guys can correct me, but it just feels like a somewhat unconventional pop song, but it is definitely a pop song. And I think it's it's exactly the introduction you need to this album. Um, and on top of that, it's just, I think, a fantastic song. And I love the... Caroline had the line written here, the in my defense I have none. Like, just that's one of my fa- that's one of yeah. my favorite lines of the whole album. Um, great song. Another fun line from the song is we never painted by the numbers, baby, but we were making it count. I like mm. that yeah. too. Yeah. Good stuff. That's one of the that's one of the lyrics that would pop in my head randomly during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Awesome. Can I ask a general question that has something to do with this album but is more <laughs> about where this industry is heading in general. When did we stop capitalizing the letters in songs? When did this happen? <laughs> oh, good. so she also did not capitalize songs in not Lover, but the one before. What was before Lover? Reputation. Reputation. What did she not capitalize? I don't in Reputation. All the song titles in Reputation. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're getting called on your old shit. I feel I like I, I thought this <laughs> was her first shit. album where she <laughs> made everything lowercase to be like the more chill, the more relaxed, the more. Um, right. So I had thought the same thing, which is why I looked into it. Oh, oh no. Oh. No. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Yikes. Oh, this is so oh, embarrassing. No. She's going deeper. I think I made that up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's, oh, I, oh, I made that up. Oh, please Erase stop it scrolling. from the plot. I'm sorry. She's still scrolling. Oh, my God. <laughs> I honestly could have. Oh no no no! It's because reputation. Oh God, the name. Stop! This no, no, no. is so embarrassing. It's because the, the name of the reputation album is in yeah. lowercase. Like R, the R in reputation yeah. is not capitalized. <laughs> like not the but songs the songs are. are. All right. I'm not. I'm, I'm not asking to be okay. I'm like half asking to be a dick about it, but I'm the other half is asking because I'm actually curious to see if this like, like what your interpretation of it is and why you think it's artistically. Mm-hmm special like because to me it's just it, it i don't take anything from it and it bothers me and i like want to know what others are taking from it to help me kind of get on board with it if, if anything i think it's exactly what seymour just said i think it just kind of makes it seem a little bit more chill mm-hmm. it's a try hard like, move yeah this is a classic like, this is a i'm classic, not trying hard i'm just yeah, typing this is on a my classic computer. try hard move it's try hard in the guise of being relaxed it's the like yo. It's it's like when uh, Leslie goes on Crazy Ira and the douche, and she's like just douching it up with my bros, and it's like, that's what she's do- that's what Taylor Swift is doing here. Well, I feel like the only other right. artist that does lowercase was Ariana Grande, and thank you, next everything. She's just chilling which is, in the studs with I my think dudes. Billie Eilish did that's it. Yeah, Billie Eilish did do it, and Mr. Wives just did it too, and Bon Iver. Like I think that it's a thing now. Yeah, right? and yeah. Bon Iver. Interesting. He They're just chilling in the yeah, He doesn't even use letters. He doesn't even use words. There was a great tweet that I saw that, that listed all Taylor Swift's new uh, songs. And they're all like Bon Iver songs with Taylor Swift twists. Like 22 a million in parentheses bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and then four, it was like four Joe forever ago or something like that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, <amazing. laughs> That's good. All right, kids. Get back on okay. schedule. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Um, 
What number is next? That was number slash who? six, right? Number four. That was the that was number five, so we're on number that four. That was number five. We're, we're on, four. on number four. Okay. Which is C. Yes. Okay, so my four was Last Great American yes. Dynasty. Um, okay. So do I go to my number two? You can go. You can play whatever play, you got left. Yeah. Anything I'm going to play left. around. I'm going to yeah. go with Mirrorball. All right. I just want to say, I have no comments about the song itself, but I'm. Somebody mentioned Sarah McLaughlin earlier. That's Kyle. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by the audacity to reference one of the great albums of my lifetime, Mirrorball. And, uh, that would be like me writing a song called Born to Run. And then it just being like me. This is ridiculous. Mirrorball is a sacred text and should not be touched. <laughs> but at any rate, I'm sure the song was yeah. fine. I mean, okay. I this was originally higher on my list, to be honest. And then I listened to the other songs and came to my senses. But um, <laughs> for Mirrorball, I just thought, like, again, it was so in line with what she wanted to, like, prove with this album how she like doesn't really have to follow this narrative of her being like a pop fun like colorful artist like i think one of the lines she says like i'm never been a natural all i do is try 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 i'm still on that trapeze um i'm still trying everything to keep you looking at me because i'm a mirror ball so i feel like it's kind of encompassing how she feels like she needs to mirror every version of herself that her fans want her to be but she doesn't actually need to do that and i feel like it kind of just is in line with the rest of the album like what she really wanted to prove with it so that's why it was more to my top and also just like the melody was nice and i feel like it's just a good mood music for when you just like want to have like all the types of feels in the world i really enjoyed this one yeah i think you hit the nail on the head i mean she talks a lot about that in that documentary miss americana about Mm -hmm. her like really struggling trying to please everyone exactly everything to everyone so i think it talks it sings she sings a lot about that um and then i saw on the ringer someone mentioned that this song was kind of like in i quote the slow dance requiem for canceled proms of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> that's called amazing wow. also um, another uh fact with the song is that apparently at the 2016 met gala she dressed up as like a disco ball mm. so she wore this like outfit with all i don't know glass things on her and that was the night that she met joe Ooh, oh interessante yes. yeah so i feel like it just has a lot <laughs> of different mm-hmm. meanings do we think we should totally derail the pod and talk about harry styles's outfit at the gala <laughs> for uh, <laughs> the camp one because no, no person has ever looked <laughs> harry styles i left work early harry to styles wait outside the met gala yeah, yeah. uh you are the queen creep, and I love yeah. it. I was by myself. Um, I was trying to sneak in. I first went to the hotel where everybody gets dressed. I couldn't see anything because I'm like five foot nothing. So then I ran to the net, <laughs> um, and I got to see Lady Gaga. I don't, I don't think I saw awesome. Harry, but the police guy was so nice. He let me through. I was like, oh, my God. That's the perk of being five. True, and he, he was. I was in like in my business clothes, and I was alone. He's like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I'm in auditing, but I love this stuff more." So, it's oh my god! Wait, can you just real quick tell, um, just like super fast, tell them about uh, a certain television star who you creeped on when he was doing some Broadway um, stuff? Oh, this is really creepy. Um, so I, yeah, I'm a lover amazing. of Downton Abbey. So I used to stalk 
the shit out of Dan Stevens. Like, I think yeah. I saw, I went to the stage door. Cousin Matthew. Cousin Matthew, this. yes. Okay. Um, I went to the stage door mm. seven times. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so and I'm pretty cool. sure he recognized me, like, the sixth time. Because he gave me, like, a weird <laughs> eye. Like, what are you, like, you've seen the show once. Are you going to murder Why me? Are you still coming back? <laughs> but on my birthday, he, like, gave me a hug. And I was, was crying. And he signed my birthday card. Because I went to see the show on my birthday. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I still love him to this awesome. day. Wow. <laughs> you earned <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I lived in New York for four years, and I think Seymour is the reason why I saw the majority of the celebrities that I did. Yeah. <laughs> because of her creepy yeah. movies. Yeah. I miss that. I miss it a lot. I'm not going to lie. All right, so what else do we have on Mirrorball, peeps? <laughs> that's all, all I, I had. Yep, I, I had it much lower, but that's all I had, too. That's okay. the game. Yeah. All right. So who's up, Caroline or Dylan? I think Dylan. Okay. Uh, no, we're just gonna go three through one, and then uh, we'll do the honorables. I think it's Caroline, and then me, and then oh, sorry, yeah. guy number one. All right. Okay. So. Oh, you can't take one. You gotta let one. No, I, no, be I know. So I'll, pick a different. I'm one. gonna let one be. But yeah. you guys. So this yeah. is supposed to be my number three, technically. Yes, that's right. Okay. So my number three was the one. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down two. Because I feel like this is an important song to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. Um, this song is Invisible String. Um, <laughs> this oh, is not Kyle, what's Dylan. wrong? Oh, no. Oh, no. Dylan. What did oh, I do? D- um, Dylan. That was my number one. <laughs> it was? Number one. Yes. We can talk. Yes. Oh that God. was my number three. So okay. All on the top. Oh, my yep. God. Okay. Sorry for stealing the thunder. <laughs> That's all right. But let's, let's talk about this song. So this was not one of my favorite songs when I first listened to the album. And this song kind of crept its way up the more I listened to it. I think that the lyrics in the song are so great. I want, want to highlight the lyric that I'm obsessed with. Cole was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their baby's presents. Like, that best, is best brilliant. Like, mic drop. <laughs> Um, and obviously that's about Joe Jonas, who just had a baby. What is the coal? What, what does that turn mean? Coal so she, the whole song, she kind of talks about colors. So it's like yellow was, uh, the trees were yellow and the part. Oh, I don't know, whatever. yeah. Teal. There's something about yeah, teal. Yeah, yeah. So but is coal a color? Is that like coal yeah. gray? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I just really like that song. I think that <laughs> so many of the songs on this album were told from different perspectives, which we've already covered is really cool and interesting. But this is one of the only songs that she told from her mm-hmm. point of view. So all of this song was like about her experience, um, which we don't get much of on this album. So that's why I really liked it. And it's just a great song. Like, it's very fun to listen to. Yeah, I agree with all those um, points, Carol. I love the song, too. I thought it was a fun song. I thought the lyrics were really beautiful. It was actually interesting i'm not sure how you guys are going to react to this but when i was reading an article from the rolling stones they connected this song to stevie nicks and lindsey buckingham and how they're being held by an invisible string Hmm. she this woman really connected fleetwood mac to every single song on this album and i was like (laughs) all right you're either like i i totally see that that's why that's why i said about the maggie rogers thing maggie rogers tried to write a Stevie Nicks album, and I think yeah. failed. But I think this is a le- this is legitimately a in, this feels like a Fleetwood yeah. Mac yeah. Stevie Nicks type album. Yeah, so I, I thought it was a good song. Um, it was my number three, so it was like super up there. But 
the lyrics, like Carol said, were really beautiful. Um, overall, great song. It's really all I had on my notes about that. Yeah, this this is my favorite song on this album. Um, it's if I had to pick like one song to go to, if I had a quick drive somewhere, this is the one I'm listening to. I thought that the the cold is the steel, Max grind is the best lyric on this album. <laughs> and the teal, the teal that references the yogurt shop is actually Joe Alwyn's the childhood job at a oh, really? yogurt shop oh, um, when he was growing up. Yeah. He was like he wore like a teal uniform apparently. Um, that was a really yeah, cute that, lyric. It felt really, yeah. it felt like really heartfelt. That I thought that particular one about the yogurt shop was really yeah. cute. Yep. I, I completely agree. And, and the, the color imagery, too, I just think it's really well crafted. It's very clever. And I think even the music in the background, it's just kind of like almost sounds like she's plucking a guitar the whole time. It, it sounded a little bit more folky. And um, I just really like the lyrics on this one. So that's why I rated it so high. But I'm happy <laughs> three, at least. <laughs> Wait, is this number two or number three? Oh, that's wow. number three. That's three. Yeah. Dylan, number two, baby. Ooh, I've got a decision to make number here. Number two. Oh no, I'm nervous. Because um, number two, I had Exile, but um, thump, thump. ooh, thump, thump. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my my original number three because I think this one's probably one. one. Uh, I have Mad Woman mm. as number two. Whoa. Whoa! Wow, that was. Oh man, that's all the way. That down was my, on my number list. twelve. Really? But wow. yeah, that's, that's my fourteen. My fourteen. But I feel like. Uh, like the Carolines might have a hot take on this because a lot of the lists that I had kind of pre-researched have Mad Woman very high, and it seems to be a very um, like critically okay. So song. you're saying Dylan is just a critical acclaim snob? <gasps> no. Slash, wow, Dylan, you sell out. You yeah, no, I'm finding lemon. No, Dylan, Dylan clearly seeing stuff that I am not. So I would like to him to enlighten me. So Dylan, plead your case. Tell us why yeah. your idea doesn't suck. <laughs> well, I think this song um, also had uh, more of a folky vibe than a lot of her older albums. I think it, it kind of follows the line almost again from Wildest Dreams to Miss Americana to this song here. It's kind of like the it's a, kind of like a low undertone almost throughout the entire song, and she's very she's almost pretty. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's not. It's, she's, she's like direct at what she's saying, but she kind of speaks in metaphors mm-hmm. at the same time, which I know completely contradicts itself. But she talks <laughs> about she talks about what do you sing on your drive home? And I've read that this is about the producer that she's been battling for mm-hmm. years. Like you are someone who's not had to produce or create anything on your own and you need to tear me down and make me go insane and um, I just another thing I, I was reading like the day that she announced this was going to come out. I saw a tweet that said, "Which song of these sixteen is she going to use to tear down the patriarchy?" And I think this is the one that comes. The <laughs> this closest could be the song. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay. I just I I really like. Um, I just think she it's it's devastating. Like her lyrics are devastating in this song, but I think she does it so well, and it's almost like you don't even realize it until after you finish listening to it, and you think, "Wow, what what just happened?" And then you listen to it again. I think the music is very, um, almost ominous a little bit. And I just kind of like that side yeah. of Taylor. So. Yeah. I think this me. deserves another listen on my end. I feel like it's kind of one that I yeah, skip over. Like, this is the, Probably doesn't deserve I think it, this though. is the first song where she uses the F word. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it on the pod. Yeah. So I, yeah. Oh, let her rip. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a church. I'm in a church. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, no. And just like that, the pod ended. She was struck by lightning. <laughs> Caroline, oh, is, Caroline is offline. Wow. That was so weird. And the light like, just flickered for a wow. sec. All right. Um, they always do that. That's true. Wow. What are the walls using green slime? Um, yeah, I felt the same way as you guys. Like, it was kind of like a witchy song. Like, she was, like, casting a weird spell on Scooter Braun and, like, <laughs> trying to, like, make up for everything that he did to her. But it was, like, lower on my list. I I get agree with you, Carol. Like, kind of just skipped over it. Just, like, it was kind of a catchy tune, yeah. but, like, other songs just did it for me. Yeah. You know what? I bet if we re-recorded this pod in a couple weeks, this might be... Mm. True. My top. True. Yeah. Never, know. Never, never. Why don't we? We'll just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's witch hay, Mike. Yeah, witch hay, woman. Excuse me. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> That's. <laughs> just, sorry. Just, I know I want to see Desperado. <laughs> At any rate. All right. I really hope I know what number one ends up being because it feels like such an obvious number one to me. I really hope it is, Mike. I really hope it is. Oh, come on. Okay, you guys ready? I think we're all thinking of this kind of this, right? I'm ready. I'm really nervous. I really hope it's what you're thinking. Oh, I'm so nervous it's not going to be the right one. Because then this song would have gotten totally shut up. My my number one was This Is Me Trying. Oh! oh! What? I do, I do really I'm like that. Song. That was one of my favorites. But oh, oh man. my god! What an upset! So, it wasn't. I am shook. I I'm knew. Shook. I knew. We done fucked up, people. We left the best song on this album. What's the best song? Betty. We're not done yet. Betty. Betty oh. was my thirteen. Oh, what a turd. Oh, turd said. I'm real, okay, I'm real let's sorry. talk. This I'm is really me trying. Betty was my I don't even have any notes for this is me trying. I really like this. Okay, song. so I, I like again, it. But... Like, so I, at first, I was like, okay, this is me trying is a good song. And then when I kept listening to the lyrics and like listening to like the actual melodies, and I was like, wow, this is a really good song. I just think like I said it again about all the songs I rated, but it just kind of brings the whole album together. Like, She's trying to invoke this feeling in her fans, um, and that's exactly what she's doing through telling all these different stories. Um, someone from the Vulture described this song with a lazy swagger. I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I thought this song just like I wasn't able to turn it off for some reason, and that's maybe like there is a tornado in the last few days, and I'm like the weather is bad, and it's kind of an eerie song. Um, but I don't know. I felt like she's like here she's 30 years old she's like looking back at what taylor could have been as a character um i don't know i just thought like it was a really good song it kind of brought the whole album together um that's how i feel but i don't think anyone agrees with me in the pod no i had this no i love this song yeah i really like this song it just i'm i'm just blown away that this was yeah i don't know i really felt this one okay all right the first the first time I listened to this album through and I rated it initially, I had this wow. at 16. But I oh. but I, I moved it up and it's now I have it at twelve <laughs> now. But but which I mean that's that's I think oh, it was one of the largest mine movers is 12 too. that Dylan, I Dylan, I feel like our lists are very in sync with one Dylan another. and I we were should, in we sync. We should share all and of our then lists we fell to the ground. For, yeah. You fell. <laughs> we flipped. Yeah. 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 
Um, I do like the horns in the background yeah. of this song. Though. Like, I, I, yeah, I think the first nice chorus touch. has a certain melody, and the second chorus is just slightly different. The melody it slightly changes by like a different chord, and I'm like, wow, that was so beautifully done. Like, it's so simple, but I just thought it was just so beautifully done. Taylor killed it again. And and you talked about and you talked about um, like the viewpoint on how she sings these songs. I think this song she almost flips yeah. back and forth between singing about her viewpoint and then yeah. someone else. Um, I can't remember the lyrics off yeah. the top of my head, but if you go back and look, it's like that can't be about her. Or that's clear. Yeah, like this. Her, her whole so. thing is telling a story from either her perspective and or a different perspective, and she kind of does that both ways in this song. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. One thing yeah. that Seymour, you kind of mentioned a little bit is about her, like the perception of her in the public eye. And I think ironically, her arch nemesis, Kanye, has been spending a lot of, you know, the last several albums thinking about the same kind of stuff. Not maybe the last couple, they've been a little different. But um, part of what made Kanye so great at his height was his reflections on the differences between like, being Kanye West the person and being Kanye West the celebrity. And I think Taylor Swift has a really interesting and worthwhile viewpoint mm-hmm. on that. And I think this song in particular captures that mm-hmm. nicely. Yeah. Another comment that I would like to make is that I think in terms of our, our levels of fandom, it makes so much sense that this is your favorite because I think that's just a testament to how much of a Taylor stan you are because you are, you are watching her grow and you are there for her every step of the way. Whereas I feel like I am a big Taylor fan. I kind of have lost her over the past few years. And I, I, but even though I really liked her past couple albums, but I feel like I wasn't as big of a super fan. And I think the reason why I ranked Betty is number one. Is because it really, really harkens back to her like fearless yes, album. Yes. She's talking about being seventeen. She's talking about you it know. It also teenage sounds like love. a Simon and Garfunkel song, though. Yeah, yeah. It it just really reminds yeah. me of like the old Taylor, which probably isn't very much in line with her this mm-hmm. current album. And like picking a favorite song off of this album in terms yeah. of like what she was trying to accomplish. Yeah. I wrote down you know? for Betty, like, it was a little yeah. bit of country feels, fearless. Like, there's a banjo in it. Yeah. Like, what right. is, <laughs> yeah, like, what is a banjo do? <laughs> like, I know it's an indie folk album, but, like, none of her other songs had that. And I was like, hmm. Like, yeah. I liked Fearless, but, like, she's evolved so much. Like, it felt like she was going backwards with Betty a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is why I yeah. liked it like, so much. Because I like, like the old Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> right. I so. completely agree, Caroline. Yeah, I put has some our song and picture yeah. to burn. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. yes, picture to burn specifically and love the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's great. So Pretty much just plug that at eleven. Yeah, I think that's it where it belongs. Like. Wow. <laughs> well, I te- well. Caroline technically has eleven, but I assume it's Betty. Unfortunately, <laughs> but we can we can sorry. bring Betty on the you top have, ten have, board. I'm. We can. Nope. That's not how it works. No, this, this oh. be, I don't think we can switch around with this. Those That's not rules. the rules. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Caroline, you're up. So give Betty's 11. Ugh, Whoops. I'm real sorry about that. Um, I, that's okay. That's quite an upset, but I'll get over it. So I do have a question for the group because I had a song that was ranked as my number four that hasn't been mentioned. Um, Where did you guys have August? Oh, whoa, cheater. What? Hey. No right. cheating. There, let the ranking continue. I thought the ranking is done. No, you just got 11 for Betty. Now, 
Dylan is going to rank his number 12. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to... Sorry. I had, I had August at 9, which it's going to go at 12 now. All right. So it wasn't that much of a Seymour, spoiler. Where did I you had August, August at 6. Yeah. I really like yeah, this Yeah, me too. One. I thought it was a fun tune. We're in the, we're in the month of August. The song was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's the other, it's the third song in the Love yes, Triangle, too. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Which, also, did you, I'm sure you saw Betty, like, she mentions that both of um, Blake Lively mm-hmm. and their Brian daughter Reynolds kids' names. Yeah. Oh. Damn. I, I just want to say, interesting timing. Uh, Dylan, Kyle, and I have all been to that plantation where yes. Ryan Reynolds was just apologizing for having his wedding. Really? And I will not for sure name <laughs> oh, yeah. names, but somebody I know, and I will not mention the capacity in which I know them, got married there. And let me tell you, that person is not going to be apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so, interesting. Yes. Do you know this person personally? I know this person personally. Yes, oh. they actually went to the same college as us. Okay. Um, but you don't know you don't know this person. I do. <laughs> oh, okay. I, this is a rarity. I actually know a person. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's wow. making it up. So, yeah. Hashtag this. Is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Thirteen. Yeah. All right. So, Seymour, uh, you got it. What's number thirteen? Uh, what, there's only one left, right? There's only one left. Oh, yikes. Is number 13 7? Whoa. Yep. Oh, that's my Whoa. number 16. What is this? Cheers to I the don't, I Cheers actually yeah, don't. I, I was going back and forth <laughs> on this song. It was my number 11. Um, it was my 10. So Nice. It was... It was all right. It, I mean, I felt like it was in the same realm of like passing down stories and memories, and it was mostly about childhood. It kind of gave you like Lana Del Rey vibes a little bit. Um, but it's not a song that I'm going to put on in the car and like drive down the highway to or anything like that. It took me right back to her song Best mm. Day. Okay. Where like, like she's just like hanging out in. I think it was the autumn with her mom. Um, it just kind of seemed like she was just playing around in the leaves as a child. That's just kind of the yep. imagery that I yeah. saw on this one. All right. Kids. All right. I feel like you have done yeoman's work and just <laughs> compiled a list. I think we're all a little happy, a little... We, we gave up a little bit here. No, I like that. The That's whole, the sign of the whole point of this format, though. I, I think that was, I was exactly what I hoped would happen. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Yeah. Kyle, this you set fun. an official co-host record for most listening. Nice work. <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I, t- I do a lot of talking. Sometimes it's, it's appropriate to listen. I think we should just call this episode Top 10 with Dylan Carroll. <laughs> and yeah. then with with Feet, Feet Caroline. Like, I think, I mean, you did a lot of talking. So whatever, we can just excuse me. <laughs> I can't help it. It's a compulsion issue. Uh, at any rate... <laughs> Uh, Dill Pickles, since you are really the architect of this thing, do you want to take us just straight from 16 to 1? Sure, I can do that. Yikes. Um, All right, 16, Illicit Affairs, 15, Hoax, 14, Epiphany, 13, 7, 12, (laughs) August, 11, Betty, 10, (laughs) 10, My Tears Ricochet, 9, Cardigan, 8, Peace, 
Seven, Exile. Oh, uh, six, <laughs> The Last Great American Dynasty. Five, The One. Four, Mirrorball. Three, Invisible String. Two, Mad Woman. And one, This Is Me Trying. Wow. Wow. There's some things I agree and some things I, I will say that, but I'm, yeah. 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 Cannot wait for the comments on this one. I will I'm, say... I'm sorry, Marie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Am I uninvited to the wedding? Yeah. I feel like I'm up at Betty just made me uninvited to your guys' wedding. You guys definitely just <laughs> ruined our mentions. <laughs> I think they call this getting ratioed. We're going to get ratioed. Ratioed. Yeah. Marie and uh, Janie, I can feel it. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Well, thank you dudes and dudettes that was incredible you are wizards all of you that was so much fun <laughs> yeah yeah this was great yeah thank you all for putting so much effort into this and yeah kyle you want to take too, us kevin. to the bridge yeah <laughs> uh yeah so thank you kevin for the beautiful uh not top three music you played for us earlier and also uh, our theme music it's stanky as hell we love you kevin even though we do not know you do not know kevin Someone we do know is my sister Erin, and she made our artwork, which I do love so much. Um, and so we thank her for that. And if you wanted to see more of Erin's work, of course you could do that at Sant Design on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, Caroline? Yeah, so I'm going to do a shameless plug of my own. Well, I guess I'll plug yeah, you. Yeah, you want to first. start with ours I'll first? Start, I'll start with you. Um, although I definitely put more effort into my own. I'm sorry, guys. We're aware. Um, <laughs> it's a higher You can check program. out. Top ten KM on Instagram. Uh, there's some. Is the somewhat ten spelled out? I mean, T O P T. Like nobody's ever gonna find it. They're gonna search top one zero. Yeah, whatever. You guys know where to find it on Instagram. There's some somewhat up to date posts there that you can check out. It's not that entertaining, but what a dick! This is a horrible bitch. This is just a It's not bad. Oh my god. But you can check this out. Is me trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is me trying. trying. Um, but you can check out my own personal work, uh, CML photos on Instagram. That's the real deal. It's great. It's well curated. <laughs> it's up to date. <laughs> well, whatever. Well, I'm sure that all you crazy cats and kittens out there are listening to us on some sort of listening app. But if you're looking for another one, check us out on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So, Kyle, so my beloved co-hosts, that's all I have to say. Thanks, Carol Baskin. We needed yeah. one more Carol. <laughs> one more Carol. <laughs> Fucking right. Carol Baskin. <laughs> don't forget. Hold, before we leave, don't forget that Folklore and Tiger King are part of the same Universe piece of, of time yeah. in our lives. One of them happened like two days ago. One of them seems to have happened in a different yeah. eternity. It's <laughs> wild to think about. Yeah, time really has warped. Yeah. Crazy stuff, right. man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Thanks thank you guys everybody. for having yeah, me. That was a blast. Good time. Yeah, Seymour, go say a couple of uh, Hail, Marys. Hail Marys to atone for your sins. Yeah, it's actually incredibly <laughs> dark outside of this room. Um, I just texted my dad. I was like, come now, come now. because. <laughs> oh, yeah, you need an escort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't want to get locked in the church overnight. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds scary. <laughs> well, it is air conditioned, so maybe I... Oh. Yeah. We shall right. see. Not too bad. Well... All right. Well, at any rate, thank you, friends. Peace. Peace.